0: We're on. In three, two, one. Right, Beautiful. Uh,
1: it's afternoon. <laughs> right? It's literally twelve on the dot.
2: Huh? It's
0: time
1: to drink, <laughs> just
0: in time. Oh, yep.
1: The fucking Jack Daniels.
0: And mine. Me and mine, <laughs> from the pride of just the other side of St. Augustine and kind of Jacksonville, Florida. Yo, <laughs> welcome to the podcast—the one, the only. Our first repeat guest, repeat offender, Mr. Ryan Nelson. Ooh.
2: Baby, come back
0: on Instagram. That is at Ryan. At it's Ryan Nelson. We are Woody and the Big Head. My name is Anthony Phillips. For these intents and purposes, you can call me the Big Head because my doll. head is fat. <laughs> His name is Troy Woods, aka Woody. Twins. We are Woody and the Big Head, episode number nine. Niner. Y'all welcome. Thanks for coming back. Uh, ah, Colin <laughs> <Park>. <laughs> <laughs> on, on today's episode. Oh, yup. We're gonna <laughs> We're finally gonna be uh, uh wrapping up the golf tournament, Nashville Superstar Golf Tournament. Yes. Uh we're gonna talk about our teams. The Bucks are back, or are they? A nice, exciting uh, game in Germany. We're going to talk about Ryan's uh, musical stuff and his ah. beloved Jags getting thumped by my beloved Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to play a, uh, a, a uh, ten-point well, game. Thunk. Pretty sure
1: Cisco was thumping people out there.
0: <laughs> hey, and uh, I'm going to play a nice little family song. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the last couple of weeks. We took a bye week last week. We did. It felt good. Bye week. Time to rest our injuries, you know. You know what I mean? We had to lick our wounds and uh, throw some ice on the old shoulders. That's right. We're going to talk about the greatest uh, compilation of N- NFL analyst coaches. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. And we're going to give away a really exciting giveaway, some Preds tickets. Preds, baby. All right, getting it's off Nashville. for the kickoff. That was me and mine. What a great song. Love it. Love it. Love it. Theme songs. All of uh, Ryan Nelson's songs happen to be my theme songs, which yeah. uh, is really great. So uh, the uh, what's a BFG, by the way? BFGs are uh, tires Oh, on the yeah, truck. Yeah, BF Good registers. Yep. Oh, uh, Okay, BFGs. All right. So every now and then you got to learn me. Yeah. I'm a simpleton. Love They're
1: pretty it. expensive tires. I've only yeah. had them on one truck. Actually, the truck that was in that video did have BFGs. Nice. There you go. Yeah. You were I speaking it the st- truth.
0: Stood for like big, you know, Freaking
1: big freaking gong. Big friggin', big friggin girls. girls. I'm like, big man, friendly, got big friendly girls. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, there's some
3: BFGs in Jacksonville. Oh man, there's some hey, BFGs down there. They're everywhere. They couple notes
1: a couple notes about that video. Mucho My brother th- is the is the chubby guy hitting the ca- cowbell ball? in the nice. beginning. I knew it. Uh and When I say, head home when the rooster says it's time, that's my buddy, Rooster. Shout out to Rooster. I found him at that mud bog. That was not planned. (laughs) I found Rooster, and I was like, holy shit, Rooster's here. And then I was like, oh, my God. In the song, we say, head home when the rooster says it's time. And I got the rooster right here. So, we had to put him in the video.
0: Boom, had to do it. Music videos are the coolest. You got some good (laughs) ones, man. All right, so wrapping up the Nashville Superstar Golf Tournament and my – what really our uh Real Men Wear Pink campaign. So for our golf tournament, we were able to raise almost fifty two hundred bucks. Boom. So to, to donate towards uh, breast cancer research and awareness. Uh that feels so good. Uh, most importantly, uh the city of Nashville and all the fellers uh like me, we were a big team and we raised almost two hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's amazing. And we were the number eight. Thank you. There you go. Give our we were the number eight city uh, in the United States. Uh, I'm not sure who else was a part of it, but number eight seems pretty good. Heck yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am uh, for all the folks who golfed in the tournament, uh, for all of the um, you know, sponsors and people that showed up and had a good time. Uh, thank you to uh, all of them. You know, just to name a few, we've got right here Little Harpeth. Uh, yeah, you know, Lippman Brothers uh, provided all the um, all the uh, beers, and we had thirty five cases of beers. Now look, we had twenty three teams. Yeah, thirty five cases. We ended up with two cases left. Oh yeah, it was it was the it was the right That's lineup in like four hours. The good line. It was a good lineup. <laughs> That's some beer drinking. <laughs> Those boys. I don't know if you did that at the BFGs, bro. Oh, I mean,
3: kinda, kinda. dude. Like the people, our crew that was there, all the boys that we have partied with and played music with and and hung with for years in Nashville, I'm not surprised that that crew is doing that. Tough. Also, that day I was drinking uh, Chicken Scratch Tall Boys and made me a Chicken Scratch Golfer. It was pretty great. Oh, I was, oh,
0: I was. I see what you did there. Huh? Yeah, I was. Uh, a Chicken was, Scratch
3: Golfer? Yeah, that's bro. beautiful. Thank you.
0: Uh, two days after that, your boy Billups—if you don't know, that's me—I uh, paint murals, and yeah. I've had the uh, great honor of painting uh, about a dozen murals in uh, Capitol View, uh, which is uh, north Nashville or north of the Gulch in Nashville, like Eleventh and Charlotte. We have a number of murals there. Yeah, uh, I got to be a panelist for Nashville oh. Design Week.
3: Yeah, I watched wow. I watched the highlights on that.
0: Yeah, so I got to sit there and, and talk about. Uh, you know what it's like uh, to contribute to the community through art, and uh, yeah. that was really exciting. I, I just, uh, while I have a chance, I want to thank Boyle Investments. I love you guys so much. You've taken such good care of me and uh, us over the last few years, and now we're kicking into the show. All right, first quarter, we talk about our teams. Yay. Yay. The Bucks. The Bucks are back. Hey man, back to five hundred. Five and I'm five. Not, I'm not
3: saying we're back. I'm just saying that we're playing some better football and and uh we'll see how the rest of this year goes. But I like the fact that the that the you know, the engine seems to be getting all the kinks out now, you know, kind of um we're winning games. The way we're winning games isn't the way we've done it before, but like I I've said this before on other on other podcasts, other shows um previously saying that you know uh, year to year teams win differently and so i think this is going to be a year where you know if somebody's scoring 30 38 45 points that's not a game that we can win but if we can play some defense and keep it to around 28 you know 21 28 i think that that's a that's a um a game that we can get that we can get and we can win um but excited that they're back to 500 um hope that things are smoothing out as far as people's lives go because we all forget you know these guys got lives and things happen and 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 you you know it's not just sunday you know people forget the other six days that you know all stars and in and, and future hall of famers and everybody's having to go through just like us so uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited bucks are doing better.
1: I had some takeaways from that Bucks game. Yeah, uh, Germany, what a great crowd! Oh, so cool. Wow, uh, Munich, what a great crowd! Did that- you
3: see the pitchers? They were just drinking like full on pitchers by themselves. Just- dude,
1: they're German. Dude, they oh. they love to drink pitchers and big and big large glasses and
3: Das Boot, Das Boot. Anyways,
1: but uh, that was a great a great takeaway. Um, I thought the the Brady falling oh. uh, homeboy almost stepped right on his nuts. Oh yeah! At the end of the, he he came down and Brady's crotch was right there and the foot. I, I from one angle it looks like he just steps, uh, steps right on him and I was
3: like, dude. I mean Brady's had his kids already, but, but every Karen and Becky in Tampa area was like, don't. No! I how dare that. you! I need that next week. And then
1: also uh, another huge takeaway was getting to see Julio Jones get involved. Yes,
3: I love Julio. Julio can, you put know. on the speed on that on that crosser, dude. It was nice. Yum. That was
1: that was vintage Julio. Yeah, it was. It was. He looked good. really. He looked really good. I, I was like, wow. That that reminded me of
0: watching Julio
1: years yeah. ago in the ATL, baby.
0: Yeah, the old man still got it, both of them. You know, I, I tell you what, you know, the Bucks got the dub, and that was yeah. uh, that was great. But you know what, I, I came away uh, pretty impressed with uh, old Geno. Geno, yeah, good for Geno. And that 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 pass, that the touchdown. Uh, to uh, I forget what his name is. Goodwin one, Marquise. Yeah, Marquise. Yep. Oh yep. my God, he's rolling left. He's running into, it, running back in. Yeah, the pressure. Looking and he up. Throws it to his left, and and just makes a dime throw. Which, by the way, how did that become uh the saying? What does it mean to drop a dime? Dilfer's dimes. Oh, okay. I believe Trent yeah, Dilfer
3: I is the one who started doing it. On, I'm not saying he came with a dime. Maybe.
0: Somewhere they they they're dropping dimes. Well, Maybe it was like college. Drinking it all
3: started all the way back to I think it all started all the way back to to women being called a dime. You know, at a right at a scale of ten, it's a perfect throw. And so it was like then, oh, that's a perfect. Uh, she's a perfect girl, and then it turned into oh, it's a oh, that's a dime. It's a perfect oh, throw. Well, right there, you go. So, you got
0: term terminology. Boom. Uh, Lineage right there. Glad I got so, it. So, uh, but Geno and the Seahawks are looking pretty good, man. I'm, I'm really impressed. I yeah. think if we went back I think might uh, sneak to in. our preseason uh predictions i don't think we were picking gino no to, uh to to do much and uh so good for the bucks back at 500 oh boys uh, you guys' teams played each other that's oh, right
3: man we man. had
0: beef uh you had a guy uh dropping that dunk that dunk, dunk, on but by the way i had a coach uh in college who couldn't uh produce or couldn't uh, pronounce a g after an N. yeah so uh he would every now and then like talk shit to you and he'd be like are you over there listening to the thon son thon, thon? <laughs> your bleen bleen <laughs> Bling, bleen you're oh. seen sons oh my goodness yeah but so Cisco was <laughs> dropping that thong song on, on he, the- was,
1: he was hitting harder than what these bitches want man he yeah. was really really going in oh my gosh uh you know i mean the defense has not been great all year, but they've 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 had their flashes. When the offense is struggling and the defense is pissed, you know Andre Cisco has been the guy consistently this year, really thumping people.
3: That's cool. And he,
1: uh, you know, Juju uh, did a TikTok dance on the jaguar head a couple years back. I don't think anybody forgot about it. I think everyone and, forgot about that. And uh, Cisco. <laughs> cisco uh i mean in jacksonville and around the team but cisco uh cisco definitely didn't forget about that and uh he was ready to put the put the hammer down
0: here's the yeah. thing is that i i think it's unfortunate i feel like the only reason why that wasn't called was because uh you know the the, the refs you your know, boy Juju, does talk too much yeah it's like you can't hate a guy because of that it's helmet to helmet and they should well, have called it, was, it but it's
1: also weird that the, the the Valdez-Scantling hit got the flag. They were doing that as a rec- make, up. Yeah. Yeah, make up makeup call. flag because that hit was actually completely clean, but they were like, wow, we missed the flag with Juju, so we got to throw this one, I feel so like. So yeah, over, over the
0: bye week, uh, I did go to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I did get get to go to Arrowhead. I took my wife uh, to her first game at Arrowhead, my first one in like 17, 18 years. And man, was was it incredible? Played against the Titans, uh, you know. You know, if you've listened to the show, we uh, we're in Nashville. We support the Titans, and uh, they Unless, were they were beating us up pretty good there yeah. for a while. And, they, and they, uh, yeah, you know, and the Chiefs came back. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just I'm sitting Freak. there. I, I I played quarterback. You know what I mean? I and I'm a Chiefs fan, and just sitting there, just like marveling. I mean, even when he came out. He, he comes out, they get the toss or whatever, and they're about to receive it, and he's just throwing balls in the sideline, and that spiral is so tight. That's how I look at people. When you throw a football, I'm judging you based on your spiral. And that mug is just... Yeah. I mean, it is it, it has some yeah, man. strength. It ain't even strength, yeah. it's strength. strength. And, strength. And, and he he just Dude, like... Dude, Tony, uh,
1: Kaderi's Tony, Florida guy. Uh, you know, I, I I loved him since the Florida days. I remember being in California on a, sh- on, on a show... And just watching football, and um, it was a SEC game, and it was like it was like Florida versus Kentucky, and yep. it was like early in 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 Kadarius Tony's uh, Florida days, and I just I, I was talking to my mom, both my parents graduated from Florida. I graduated from Florida State, Oh, oh I
3: love your parents but- <laughs> so much. <laughs> more Where's mom and dad at? Right, I called Linning. my mom,
1: and I said, Mom, have you seen this guy? I, and I believe his number was number one, like Percy. Yep, yep. So I, I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, have you seen this guy number one? He is yeah. fucking awesome. And I watched him absolutely shred Kentucky that day. I was in yeah. a San Francisco area. He ran a kickback. And it made me feel you know, so at home in San Francisco watching SEC ball. Yeah. And, I, and I but I'll never forget the performance of Kadarius Tony that day. And then you see him go to the Giants and he never really, you know, he scored his first fucking touchdown. Yeah, i was shocked. He got in the yeah, doghouse. He got also. in the
3: doghouse quickly in New York because of some fight that happened during the game, like on the field. And then, you know, new what is it? Dayball. Is he the new coach? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure he was like, "Oh, you're not part of my program or whatever," but um you should have kept him cause, What a weapon. I mean, yeah. the,
1: he's he's kind of little. He's super shifty. Catch has great hands. Catches the ball. He, he they can, literally
3: call him joystick. Really? I like, mean,
1: the the jet sweep that they yeah. ran uh yep. from midfield that was just like perfectly executed. You can't do it any better.
3: With again. the cover with the full uh, with the um addition of two players, they have totally made up for any plays that Tyreek Hill might have done. So Pacheco and and yep. Kadarius Tony, that like there should be no one talking about Tyreek Hill anymore in Kansas City because there's no reason to. By the way, if I like the one of the most an- annoying things and as a defender I know I watched my Bucks do it right back to him, the peace sign. I'm waiting for someone to just I would cheat up and just lay him out with that peace sign stuff because you won't do that you going to get it but well, no at, at, sometimes uh, they at call rate. it a penalty yeah they, good they, they should they, they just choose they when to call yeah. it
0: uh to save everybody the trouble um uh, mazus sucks uh <laughs> ut uh, escaped with one there it, uh those last 40 <laughs> those last 42 points were uncalled for <laughs> i want yeah. to give hypo some credit uh i know that you're upset that you weren't the coach at mizzou uh but you know on the greener <laughs> pastures i don't think you needed to score 66 points right and still throwing bombs and here's the thing and i hate it for my ut buddies because They're plentiful. Do we? But the thing is, is this. (laughs) I remember uh, when I was a uh, junior in high school, we went to state and we played against Addison Trail. And Addison Trail was up against, uh, they're outside of Chicago. They were like a bigger school than we were, you know what I mean? And they were up like 40 late and they kept throwing bombs. They kept throwing bombs and they kept scoring. And I remember uh, Tom Pulaski, uh, Intestinal Fortitude Weston, Uh, If you're listening, here's the coach poll. I remember him running off the field yelling, remember where you came from. Remember where you came from. And that's the thing for UT is that you can hang 42 on us here late and keep throwing bombs with your backup quarterbacks. But at some point, Uh remember where you come from. Mm -hmm. That's going to come back to get you the football gods. They never miss a snap. So Mizzou sucks. Uh, but your guys' teams, Florida, Florida State, you're coming up a uh, day after Thanksgiving. Who wins it, and what's the bet? Uh I don't bet with MSU hard. fans because <laughs> this one's hard. I don't I, do it. You usually, you and it's really tell. a toss-up. To honestly, I feel
1: like usually you can tell who's, yeah. who's stronger, like who's going to win. A beer chug yeah. or This one is a tough one because Florida's looked. They've had their games where they looked really good. Florida State's had their games they looked really good, and they've had their games they looked really bad. And Florida, Florida's, yeah, Florida's right. had games where they weren't where Richardson wasn't, like,
3: on all cylinders. So it's like, you don't—who's going to show up? Here's what I'll say. I haven't watched Florida State for the past two weeks, so I can't speak on them. What I can speak on is the fact that Florida's defense has not given up a touchdown in six quarters since the start of the second half of the Texas A&M game in in the last two weeks. So all I can say is that— i'm happy with how they've played the last two weeks that being said if they show up in two weeks from now and play like they don't know how to play instead of playing like they have you know it's been like kind of like dr dr mr hyde or whatever it is you right. know um but yeah it's really it's really is a toss-up uh, and most like he said most years you can see the intangibles throughout a team of what's going to happen but both teams are very unpredictable. We will see how it goes.
0: Can we bet a uh, Instagram uh, beer chug for the loser? Sure. Instagram beer chug? absolutely. Yeah, all sure. right. Sure. I, I will say about Florida agenda.
1: State's offense. Jordan Travis, we over the years that he's been with the school because he's been there a while, and they kept you know bringing in guys to replace it's him. Been there a while. <laughs> bringing in guys to replace him. Bringing in guys to replace him, and you know he stayed through all that shit. Yeah, and he. And, and now this year coming good for, in good for him. He's, he's really played very well. Absolutely. He had a little bit of injury issues and in midway through where All we're right. at right now, but you know, him healthy playing. He's, yeah. he's been very good as a passer, which none of us believed in him as a passer. He could always run the ball. Always athletic. yeah, we never believed in him as a passer. Now he's actually passing the ball. Well, he has got Micah Hyde. I mean, not Micah Hyde. uh, Micah Pittman come in, um, and he had the big Johnny Wilson kid come in and the Ontavia Wilson kid come in. So he he's got receivers now that that helps a lot with your passing game, obviously. And then the three headed monster at running back, when when one guy's not working, somebody else works. So yeah. they've been able to generate offense. The team the, the teams we've lost against have been able to really take advantage of our defense so it's for florida against florida state it's going to be like can we take advantage of this defense that is volatile you know which hey, it is hey
3: real quick against i'm not saying south carolina is amazing but Second one. three of our three rushers all went over 120 yards and one of those was anthony if you don't stop ar it's gonna be a long day
1: and shout out to uh uh trap uh Trevor Etienne, uh, yeah, baby, my boy, my boys, right. my, my right. boy on the Jags. Travis, his little brother, balled the other day, or, eighty-five or,
3: yard, Tutty, baby, man, that
1: was sick. That was sick as hell. I mean, SEC would,
0: freshman of the week. I would be excited about it, but uh, South Carolina uh, lost to Mizzou. Exactly. All right, so That's if you saying. weren't uh, paying attention at the beginning of the show, we played uh, me and mine. Ryan Nelson's an incredible. Uh, singer-songwriter and artist. <laughs> uh, he's also the world's biggest Jags fan. If you can't tell by his epic uh, throwback hat, so yes. I just I want to tell you, man, before we get into your yeah. music stuff, that you know the the Jags played tough yesterday. You know, you, there's no moral victories in the NFL, but y'all look a lot better. I think Dougie P's got you going in the right direction. Uh, you know, it, we're we're really good, the Chiefs, and 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 yeah. I say that with all humility. Uh, but, you, you know, to only win that game by 10 and, and it'd be tough, I think the Jags are heading in, in the right direction for sure, and you should be really excited about Absolutely.
3: that. Absolutely. The word beatdown was used earlier. And, yeah, I was just A uh, 10-point game is not a beatdown. That was just, so just talking shit. All, right, <laughs> all right, just so you know. it was you should, was have beat him, you should have beat them by 20 for you know, the, the thing, best.
1: The thing that sucks for me that I keep seeing over and over, and it's young team shit, and we're a young team. So yeah. You, uh, you see it over and over again, though, is like the penalties and the stupid shit. Two missed field goals uh, in the first half, stinker. and we got an onside kick to start of the game. Got a Pacheco fumble right out of the beginning of the game, uh, and made and got no points out of either one. Dang. And then and then you and then you uh, you see the 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 two missed field goals is one thing. Okay, whatever, kids having a weird stretch of the game. But then the the touchdown to Evan Ingram. You know we're a young team and a young offense. Touchdowns are hard to have been hard to come by, you know. Right. So when you when you get down the field against the fucking Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, you, gotta you throw a fucking touchdown, and the left tackle, your left tackle, Alabama Sabin coached left tackle. Well, what are you that doing downfield? But he didn't even know the play. I feel like. I feel like he didn't even know the play. He was he was into the end zone, Robinson? deep deep into the defense. Cam Robinson deep into the defense, and Trevor's rolling out to throw to Evan Ingram makes a beautiful throw. Cam Robinson's penalty didn't affect the play at all. Did you think it was a running play? Well, you know when it's like okay breaking down that that penalty clearly affected the play. So like I get it. His penalty didn't affect the play in any way, shape, or form, and yet it it negated the touchdown uh. and Evan Ingram. I swear, dude, I feel so bad for the guy. He's had like four touchdowns this year, and three of them have been wiped. He has, <laughs> he has one touchdown. Poor guy. You know why? He has one touchdown on his stat sheet.
0: What one. Because he's wearing number 17. <laughs> it might be. Okay, all right. So I've got a note here, Florida shit. All right, so uh, <laughs> you, we've got a couple Florida guys here. Florida they stop. like to do Florida shit. Ryan Nelson, what's the last example of Florida shit that you've done? uh um, or something. Or? i
1: mean i urinate in public a lot uh, <laughs> uh, uh uh i like to wear oh i was playing uh so me and my me and my roommate we we throw the football a lot just to keep active and shit in the, hey. in the day sometimes it helps with songs when you're writing songs so i was out yesterday and it was like 36 degrees or something chilly and i was for nashville i was like man i'm I'm so cold. And he's like, maybe because you're barefoot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, Hashtag Florida shit. Hashtag the most Florida thing I've done. In, uh, uh this morning, uh, this afternoon, up until I was ready to go run errands, I was just walking around my house with boxers and, and no shirt on because standards. It's, well, it's your house. Florida.
0: It's normal. It's normal. All right, so uh, if you uh, look up Ryan's music, you'll find a uh, really awesome song with Jelly Roll. Uh, Jelly Roll is really becoming in the forefront of pop culture and country music culture and the CMAs and everything. Tell us about Jelly Roll, man. Is he a cool dude?
1: Jelly Roll's a cool dude, man. He like to throw down? He can throw down now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was, you know, so Jelly and Matt Wall signed me in August of 2020. Wow. We're and old. um, and uh, you know Matt, M- Matt had told me that he was gonna run my music by Jelly, and he, and so the next day I get a FaceTime call from Matt and Jelly Roll, and they're like, "We want to sign you," and I'm like, "Holy, sh- wow!" This escalated quickly, uh, which is awesome, but from there it went to like we you know we record a bunch of songs, and then next thing I know, you know I'm getting invited on this tour. And I did I think like 28 dates or something on that tour uh, through from August to December of last year. And it was just like the most epic experience, not only because of sick crowds and you know, just the magnitude of the shit we were doing, but you know, Jelly's crew is sick. all, all the guys that are security, all the you know stage guys and everybody was just such a great hang. I think that he does a good job of keeping people around him that are that are like-minded with him and and it sh- and it just show it just points back to his character. The dude is really cool, super chill, uh with you know, with with just ev- I mean really everything is is demeanor's awesome and fun to party with, takes care of his people and really funny. And I remember, like when we when I first started with them, they were like, "Hey, can you come play bass on this like video series we're doing, uh, live in the studio thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, screw it." So I went in there and we, we did that and had a good time with it, and uh, and I remember early on, you know, this is very early on with Jelly, but he just kept breaking out into song all the time. Un you know <laughs> unprovoked just breaking out the song, and I was like, dude, you can f- You're a f- great singer. And now he's singing, right? And he was like singing like like old like soul music.
3: Yeah, like, like Motown s- stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was singing all this old stuff, and yeah. he was so good at it. And I was like, dude, you have a you have a great voice. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not taking credit for the singing thing taking more of a front <laughs> seat with him, but I definitely remember being like you know, you should do pushing that. for that. Yeah. I was like, dude, you can sing and I love the way you sound. And then, you know, a, a couple of uh, maybe a month later or something, I'm getting called in to sound emporium to come right for the record and, and all that stuff. And and I'm hearing the stuff and it's like more singing and I'm like, okay, sweet.
3: Yeah, man. And then
1: he's like, I want like more country like vibe. So we wrote the song too far. And I thought personally that he was going to have some big like feature come sing the hook. So I'm just writing to write on yeah. the record. And then we get done with the with writing it. And he's like, he's like, Hey Nelson, get in there and get in there and sing that thing. I'm like, Oh, what? He's like, yeah, get in there and sing that thing. I was like, shit. Okay. And I walked in there, man. Sound Emporium, if you don't know, fantastic recording studio. Great. Sound Emporium room A is unbelievable so good the microphone that i recorded on it had to be like a u47 or some some crazy like expensive mic in the in the the cans as we call them ears or whatever you want to call them like you could i could hear the just greatness of the mic Uh i was like holy shit and i i ended up cutting the vocal that we wrote uh, and just that, what a cool guy. like to do some shit like that. So awesome. It would be cool. It would be easy for him to just call up some, you know, big feature to bring in there for the hook. And he's like, no, nah, dude, you sing it. And I'm like, man, that, that kind of shows you the kind of guy. Yeah.
0: Well, look up uh, the uh, Ryan Nelson and uh, Jelly Roll song. What's it called again?
1: It's called Too Far. And I also wrote on a song on that record called A Million Times that... Uh, Ernest also wrote on. Oh, nice. there you
0: go. Heck yeah. There you go. Also, okay, so that's uh, talking about Jelly Roll. He's awesome. Tell me about Sea Creature. Sea Creature. I uh, had a
1: sneak peek. Sea so cool. C- yeah, with two E's. So we had this like inside joke, I guess, like in 2017 or 18 or something between myself, Rob Snyder, Job Fortner, and Brent Cobb. And it was a tweet. And Rob Snyder tweeted at all of this. and was like, we need to start a reggae band. And I, I my brother's in a reggae band. I grew up in Florida. I yeah. love reggae. North it's Florida first.
3: stuff. Part of the culture. Florida shit.
1: Yeah, part of the culture for sure. Probably one of the biggest genres in the state. I would say. Absolutely. And um, so I grew up around the genre. And so did Robbie. He's a, a Philly guy, but really grew up a lot on the Jersey Shore as well. So he yeah. kind of same shit. Coastal type. And then, you know, Job is a big reggae fan. So we all, we were like, you know, we're going to, we're going to make this reggae band. Well, that was like a huge joke for years. And then Rob Snyder in 2021, 20, early in the year, he was like, hey, uh, I booked, I booked uh, time for the studio. At the Castle Band. At the Castle Band. Yeah. Where they shot Diva La Bam, Bam. Amazing. Uh, Jess Margera was the the host of the of the studio, and treated us so nice. Literally looks just like Bam. Talks just like it was super weird, crazy, right? Super weird how yeah. uh, similar the two of them are. They're very close in age too, so it makes sense. But um, no, Jess took super great care of us. We got to we got to make a record like like I. Like I grew up making records, not not the Nashville style where right. everyone's in the room and it's like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes later, you got you know five songs. It's like nah, we nah. we built it, we built it from the ground up like we were baking cupcakes. Okay, That's right.
3: piece by piece, baby. And it
1: was it was really fun to do it that way. And honestly, like as a reggae fan, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. I thought it was Who- gonna be labor.
3: Like I don't know, I didn't know what to think about right. it. It's good. Who played drums
1: on it? So my buddy Spencer Ward played drums. He's a yeah. Jacksonville guy. Yeah. Uh he played in my brother's band, my brother's reggae band. So nice. I knew that he knew the style. Got the feel, yeah. It's not, you, have fun f- finding a Nashville session drummer that knows how to play, play reggae, reggae. Really well. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, so I was like, let's get Spencer. And and Spencer is also a great Nashville session drummer. Super but I good. but I know him. I grew up with him. I know he knows the genre and the style. Yeah. So we brought him in. That's awesome. I did the bass and rhythm guitars, and we had some cool feet. Uh, uh, the saxophone player for the Roots literally did all the sax. Are you serious? We were in Philly, so oh, from Philly, that's fire. Uh, he came that's out amazing. and rushed. We had all these great musicians. It was it was so fun. And we were at, you know, we're hanging out with Jess Margera at the Bam Castle, right? We we skateboarded in the park at the back, in the back. Oh, so cool! It, it was
3: epic. <laughs> what an epic
1: day! You can, feel, shit. <laughs> you can feel the, you can feel the like uh, that in the record. It, uh, we were having fun, dude. It that's was really awesome. fun.
0: Yeah, Ryan and I were truck buddies on the way down to uh, Key West Songwriters Festival. It's here for So, so I got to listen to it, and it's really incredible. So, everybody out there, uh, be on the lookout for Sea Creature. I think it's at Sea Creature Music? Music. Yeah, yeah. S E E Creature Music. Ooh. And S E E. That's the one thing. S E
1: E. Like who drew the e deal? Who drew C. the
0: logos? It's Badass. B-
1: one of Rob's buddies that's a graphic designer did nice. all of our graphics.
0: That's yeah. awesome. really incredible. So y'all be on the lookout for that. So halftime, we're going into halftime. I'm going to hog halftime. Uh, if you didn't hear earlier, uh, I got to go back home this weekend or last weekend and spend time with the family and uh, go back to Marceline, Missouri, go see the Chiefs play against the Titans. Go Chiefs. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to play a family song here Uh, This song here is uh, the first song that Ryan Nelson gave me street cred for uh, because he liked it so much. It's also the first song I wrote with my father. My dad calls me up and he's like, he's like, Anthony, I got this idea for a song. And, you know, when your dad calls you for an idea for a song, you're like, okay, whatever, dad, man, let's hear it. And he told me about it, and I was like, damn, that's pretty great. <laughs> and I called my buddy Casey Timmer, and he's like, damn, that's pretty great. So it's my first song I ever wrote with my dad. Uh, it's my Papa Dickie, uh, Richard Dell's name, may he rest in peace. Uh, it's a song about all my ex-girlfriends, and it's my wife's favorite song. So this is a little family tune. Hope you enjoy halftime. Here you go.
2: loves dick. dick.
0: She sure loved that dick. (laughs) True story. Amazing. Oh, man. Amazing. Hearing that uh, just uh, makes me so grateful for my friends uh, that played on that. Dean Tomasek on bass, uh, Leroy Powell on guitar, Taylor Powell on drums. So uh, Shane Sanders played the acoustic guitar. You have Mike Webb on the keys. uh, And then you have Max Abrams uh, on the sax. Mike Webb, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, So anyway, you know, there we go. So uh, She Loves Dick. Thanks for giving me credit on that there, Ryan. It meant a lot, as you are my spirit animal. (laughs) Hey, what's your favorite show that you've ever played, Ryan Nelson?
1: Man, I was just talking about this the other day, actually. I think the best show that I played in my life. Now, you got to understand, you know, I'm coming from – playing a lot of just bars and stuff so then you go and you play with Jelly Roll on tour for 4 months and it's like a completely different thing. Yeah. Um but you know we had many crowds of many thousands of people and Dallas was Dallas was crazy because Dallas was like 7,000 plus, like almost 8k. It was it was just I mean Dallas, Texas, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Like it was a fucking huge show. <laughs> um so that was sick. But but realistically, besides as far as numbers, crowd numbers, if somebody asked me what was your biggest show, it would be that one. But the best one of the bunch. Shout out to, to my Midwest folks that love some Ryan Nelson. Uh, everywhere I go in the Woo-woo. Midwest, I Midwest. always... I kill it in the Midwest. People, people love me in the Midwest. We're Midwest degenerates. Is, uh, We're degenerates. Underrated degenerates. Southern redneck guy that's S- just out here, just kind of getting, getting hammered and having fun. Uh, people like that in the Midwest. I've, I've noticed. But the best show on the whole tour, to me, I wonder what Jelly would say about this. My favorite was Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hey. And dude, they so there's this place called Pierre's. Yeah. And um, we we. I guess it was supposed to be at Pierre's, but as the tour was going on, like, he was exploding. So, the we were having to move venues several times because it, we just couldn't fit.
3: Yeah, yeah. We,
1: they could have doubled what they were doing at the original venue, so they were moving on to bigger ones. To Pierre's, they just built the stage in the parking lot. And it's a big-ass parking lot, and they built the stage out in the parking lot, and there must have been... I mean, I know, I know for a fact there was over 5,000. It, it was a really large crowd, all in this chain-link fence in the parking lot. Amazing. And, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> there was, right when I walked on the stage, there was a fight. <laughs> <laughs> of and I was like, Rock sick! It. Oh, I was like, yeah. they're already fighting, dude. We're in, we're in good hands here. This is good. But uh, uh, they were just loud. They were engaged right off the bat. I came out with show up drunk, and, and I did that every night on the Jelly Tour, and Duh. they they just lost it to it. They were they were loving it, and they never. A lot of them had never heard this song, but they just had a blast. They were having fun more than anybody I'd seen on the tour. Really getting into. I mean, what the hell else are you gonna do in fucking Fort Wayne? Yeah, they were having a blast. They yeah. were the funnest, most raucous, crazy crowd. And um I started the saying after like maybe uh maybe after show up drunk the first song or maybe it was a couple songs later, but I was like I was like, man, I was like Fort Wayne fucks. Yeah. And, and then I started I started a chant.
3: Hashtag Maybe this is a little
1: uh, too much for this podcast. but I started a chant. It was like, "It's okay." Fort Wayne fucks, Fort Wayne fucks, and the whole crowd was like, "Fort Wayne fucks!" Like five thousand, <laughs> amazing. People. And the the best part, so I mean, and they were the best crowd, dude. I had a, such a blast with them. When I got off stage, I was on cloud nine. But the next night I was in Cleveland, and Cleveland was, and I love my grandfather is. It, was born in Scotland, but he he moved when he first moved to the states. He was in Cleveland, so I got some love for Cleveland. But Cleveland was not quite as raucous and, and wild. And it <laughs> was it was in a theater. We were indoors. Oh my god! It was like I think the cap was like twenty two
3: hundred. This isn't a parking lot. It was it was a little
1: it was a little less like I don't know, just redneck wild shit. But it was a great it was a great crowd. And um, <laughs> I, I said y'all last night we were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And you yeah. know what, Fort Wayne fucks. But I was like, you know man. what? I said, you know what though? I think that Cleveland does butt stuff. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh my! And
2: why I, you're called the
0: Browns, after out. I said that,
1: <laughs> this lady on the front
3: row, my right, she goes, "We do!" Screams <laughs> <laughs> out. I love it and i was like hell yeah let's go
1: cleveland i was like i knew cleveland did butt stuff oh my gosh amazing (laughs) so that was my uh my favorite run of the tour because it was fort wayne fox and cleveland does butt
3: stuff so last uh
0: last music question is yeah uh, this is a new one that i think is going to be a part of every uh, episode of the podcast absolutely what was that moment where you realized that you weren't going to be what position did you play cornerback yeah when you when you realized hey maybe cornerback wasn't for you and you were going to become a uh singer songwriter artist what was that moment when when you got on stage and you realized you know what this is the thing for me
1: yeah i was in high school um and i played a sh- I was in a- I was in hardcore bands uh, and and. Punk-
0: when you say oh, hardcore, like punk, yeah, hardcore metal, punk, not not this new metal, not as metal, much not like as much
1: Stang, metal.
3: Some, like a treu or rap.
1: hardcore. So like a treu, I would consider like a metalcore band. Okay. but like, uh, hardcore is like more related to punk, I guess. Like um, fast and just obnoxious. A uh, little bit annoying at times, and Still on, on purpose, you know, two minute songs and just really fast,
3: and yeah, like Pennywise.
1: But like, imagine if Pennywise was like screaming. Oh, it's like punk, like hardcore Gotcha. B- uh, uh, bands that that are like the standards of of hardcore would be like Minor Threat, Black Flag. Okay,
3: yeah, Black Flag, The X. Misfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say misfits, but yeah, yeah, stuff like yeah. that,
1: and even the misfits were a little weird in their own way. They were kind of <laughs> rockabilly yeah. at times. But um, I was playing in <laughs> hardcore bands, and um, Jacksonville was a really, a really a big hub for that stuff growing up. Ugh. And uh, we, really, truly, though, and so there was this band from Ocala that uh, who you know we had seen, we had played with them a couple times, and I think uh, I think the biggest show that we had with them was like had been like 250 maybe people but it was like on a Tuesday night and there was like 250 people so it was a it was a solid show but then uh February I want to say February 7th of 2008 uh and we had just played with this band in November of 07 so it was like 3 months later they their debut victory records debut came out on January like uh. 8th of 08 and then we played with them like February seventh, so like a month later, and um, there was over a thousand people. Um, there was a whole like gates to like guard the stage, and like I'd never seen that. We we're playing in like little bars and clubs and shit, and now there's like a thousand people in front of me, and just going wild. We we had a really nice spot on the set list or on the on the on the the bill because we had been a band for a little bit and the. The booking guys in town were starting to favor us a little bit. So we got like a really nice slot where we were like right before the two or three main acts that were like the bill. And it was fully packed. I walked out. I was playing guitar at the time in the band. I adjusted my amp and got all my shit right. And then I turned around and like hadn't even noticed it until I turned around and I was like, oh, my god but the band was a day to remember one of the largest heavy bands of all time oh, okay. and they're from ocala they took care of my my band when i was young and i'm not gonna lie i can't i can't see myself having a music career without a day to remember so thank you to those guys
0: hey, Karen, hey you wow. it go. there's your flowers a day to remember yeah thank you he guys. is ryan nelson at it's ryan nelson on instagram ryan nelson on all your streaming platforms for music, we're going into the third quarter. All right, NFL Week Ten recap: uh, The Carolina Panthers upset the Falcons. There's that game we already talked about. The the Ears finally getting back to five and five, <laughs> beating Geno Smith. Uh, all right, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you can, you
3: can. Say that when we're two and five, all right. But now we're go. five and five, and also as long as your boy's not throwing picks over the middle across his body, so easy there, <laughs> easy there, patty you home. Uh,
0: so ever since my buddy gave me shit about uh, talking bad about the Bears, the Bears have lost two straight. Get upset. By the Detroit Lions. Oh, the Lions. 31 to 30. Hey, They're, I like the Lions. Yeah, we, now. No, we're, we're like partial no, to the Lions. Lions on this show. Yeah, we like I the like Lions. the Lions. We like we're the biting Lions. kneecaps. Dan Campbell's awesome. Yeah. Right. we like, And, the and they've they been up. in every game this year, too. They've really? been in every game pretty much for we, the game. I'm, I'm tired of maybe shit
1: talk Jared Goff. Listen, I know he's not the greatest thing of all time, but the guy took his team to a Super Bowl. I know they were stacked on defense, I know they had great receivers. The guy took his team to the Super Bowl. It's hard to. Do
3: who's. Who's. Shit Nobody no, talking him? Nobody. Everybody's. He's got a lot, lot of shit. many state. people uh, have been shitting on Kyle. Well, Goff. they shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't and I'm
1: be. like, Jared Goff is, is a. a Far beyond serviceable quarterback, he's a big, tall guy. Got a great arm. He's not gonna run on you, but he's got a great arm. He knows how to make the reads. I, I really and, like Jared Goff. They need to give him a chance in Detroit. They, they and
3: can't just- and he's not throwing eighty-seven interceptions like old Matthew Stafford is, uh, who's not even playing yep. anymore. So I hope it was worth one Super Bowl where you played uh, a bungle team that wasn't even that great. Um, you got easy on you got off easy on that one. Also. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I, we like the lions and, um, and good for Jared Goff doing some, getting some dubs for him. Um, yeah.
0: I've got a DeBears story. Uh, De bears. for those of you who aren't in Nashville, uh, there's a bear down club, uh, that a bunch of bears fans get together and they watch the game at a bar called, uh, beyond the edge and, uh, beyond the edge has a special uh, place in my heart for so many reasons, one of my favorite bars ever. But every time the Bears score, this is like years ago. This was back when Devin Hester was still on the team. Oh, wow. But every time they score 60 or 70 people in the Bear Down room, they go, Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bear. the Bears, the Bears, the 70 people. It's really amazing. That's it's cool. amazing. It's amazing. That's yeah. pretty great. And uh, so Hester takes one back we, it's it's packed full of people this is back in the heyday of beyond the edge yeah. when it was one of few sports bars you can watch every game they had me on the eight inch black and white TV because the Chiefs were 2 and 14 I digress but uh, Devin Hester takes one to the house and the whole room back there just goes Duh, burst up burst up burst up burst up, burst up, burst up, burst. Up, burst, up, burst. And they they realize that there's a flag, Oh and it gets called back. And this gentleman, and I hope that he somehow watches this <laughs> and realizes his perfection in this moment, because the whole bar hears them do this. So they get the flag, it gets called back, and some old boy from the back goes, Da! holding." <laughs> oh um, yeah, man. So there you go for all my Bears fans. Hey, weird weird
1: little weird little thing here that I personally went and did the the research on to find uh and 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 dude all the love to devin hester because one of the greatest i mean uh, to ever do it weirdly enough you See. know who has better stats than devin hester cordero patterson literally
3: wow. uh no one cares better no one cares no i'm or not a, kidding they, they, everyone calls hester the goat. is
1: everyone calls hester the goat he is, he CP. is, goat. He is. cp has better stats real quick hey real quick hey, real CP quick. has CP. better CP. stats hey, look hey, it up ryan hey ryan look it up
3: hey ryan look it up Hey, real quick, goofball. Did he ever run it back on the first fucking play of a Super Bowl? No. Well, he had a 109-yard like, Go look in his rookie season. Go look up. Uh, I don't know. What, is he's he a Florida State guy me. or something? No,
0: no, no, no. Tennessee. Cordell, Perron. Hey, Tameric Vanover is better than Cordell Patterson. He only no, likes,
3: I'm, talking, I'm talking NFL. And Don- Ryan NFL likes 87 man. college teams, so you don't know which one he's talking about. Hey, I like but the fucking at any rate, balls in the knoll. At any man. rate, um... Um, go watch. I know you're a little youngin, so you go watch. Go watch Devin Hester's all of his runbacks and tell me. Oh, it, I I remember
1: a, all that. All right. I love Devin, and he's a the only guy, person dude, who can
3: speak on. He was on, Miami. He the was a, only is he from Florida. Yes, the yeah. only guy who can speak on being better than Devin Hester is Deion Sanders because of when he was doing it CPS. Better stats. No, no It doesn't matter. It, it does. doesn't matter. So the the hey, when people talk about running kicks back, who do they say?
1: I know, but that's hey, real they quick, don't even know about that. Real quick, CP. answer the
3: question. Who do they say?
1: They say Devin. Obviously. Yeah, that's right. All right. But cool. but they don't honestly, say they
3: don't say eighty ten, hey, same travel. CP
1: but, CP, one of the most yeah. underrated dudes I've ever seen play the sport. And now he's finally getting his love with the Falcons. But quietly <laughs> playing running back. Quietly over <laughs> the years. 84. Quietly over the years. Literally, if not the best return man in the history of football, literally better stats than Hester. So I don't know who's better. He it might uh, definitely, definitely has has figure, has better. You do know who's better. I think it's you all touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Next, yeah. <laughs> Miami <laughs> beats Jesus. Cleveland. Here we go. But coming back for Cleveland, the
3: dude was one foot in, the, like, out of the league and still running it in, in Atlanta. Like, no, calm <laughs> down. Like, the lay uh, down before you hurt yourself over there.
0: Uh, coming what back for uh, Cleveland this week. Back into the fold. Cleveland comes Deshaun Watson. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Now, no let's, comment. Let's not touch it. <laughs> all right, so uh, the New York football Giants, 7-2. <laughs> 7-2 beat the Houston Texans, granted. Uh, but how about the Giants being 7-2? Nobody saw that. Uh, say g is tearing it. I say this quad. in the
1: nicest way, dude. Daniel, jo- Daniel Jones runs like the widest dude of all time, and somehow he is Really good at it. I don't. I, yeah. I can't figure it
3: out. You know who's better than Jonah Jones? Cordero <laughs> Patterson.
0: <laughs> does Cordero Patterson hey, run Hey, lighter? before you it
1: shit on me, this. look up the stats. Literally better it than Hester. Well, it's all matter. about touchdowns. It does No, like, so more touchdowns and yards. Look it up.
0: No, I don't I, don't I swear it. to
1: God, look it up. I, Everybody I out there
0: fact-checking. Uh, right. Fact-checking. No, I just looked it up the other no, day. Devin He's Hester has the that. most return uh touchdowns in the history of the NFL. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, I don't know, dude. Pittsburgh, maybe touchdowns overall, but Pittsburgh over New Orleans in the uh, uh, five years ago bowl. Oh, man. Uh, The Tennessee Titans. Kenny Pickett's figuring it out. Kenny Pickett's starting. They got a dub. They got a dub. Kenny picked. Uh, Tennessee Titans beat the uh, Denver Donkeys. Uh, Great defense.
1: Don't know how they're doing it on offense besides Derrick Henry, which, by the way, shout out uh, Jacksonville guy. But Derrick Henry's amazing. If they didn't have Derrick Henry, they would probably suck, but their defense is sick. Uli? Titans are sick. Uli High School's in Jacksonville. It's it's the same shit, man. No, I'm from St. Johns County. It's you Jacksonville. You know it's
3: not bro. Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> I'm from St. <Saint laughs> Johns County. It's Jacksonville. Speaking of Derrick <laughs> oh Henry, oh his gosh. family's at every
3: game he you plays. You know who's better than Derrick Henry? Cordero Patterson. <laughs> hey, you can so I, the stats I, are be, better, bro. Touchdown hey, stats. Go, go,
0: check go it look out. it up. Hey, go look it up. I got a Derrick Henry story. It has Jesus. to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. <laughs> Christ. So when go I, look it up. So I met uh, Derrick Henry here a, a couple years ago. And look, man, I like to ask the question that is in my mind when it Hell comes yeah. to it. So, Derrick Henry, I was with uh, uh, a, a few Titans players. Uh, shout out Taylor Lewan. I'll get I'll get into that here in a minute for the Bussin Bowl. But Taylor's like 6'7", 315. Yeah. Like he's a giant feller, you know what I mean? Huge. But Derrick Henry's 6'4", 230, whatever <laughs> he is, and he feels bigger than everybody, man. He's like larger than life. And so I, I got to meet him and I was like, "Hey man, at what point during that 99-yard touchdown run did you know you were taking it to the house? Wasn't that against the Jaguars? It was. Yeah, uh, so I was wondering what I I was, what there. He, I was wondering Coral what he o. was going to say. He wasn't on the defense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, keep talking shit about CP. He Lights dudes up now. So, uh, I asked him that. And, and I was wondering what he was going to say, you know, when I stiffed arm the first fella? Yeah. Right. Or right, when right. I threw that second guy on his yeah. back and then I saw the field open up and he looked at me and he said, "When I got the ball?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Savage, yeah. savage, yeah. and it's different. <laughs> yeah. And seeing him, uh, you know, just every time uh, that I'm in person to watch him play, he's the baddest dude ever. He's like our Earl Campbell. He's our Jim Brown. Yeah, he is like in you know, otherworldly good and talented. Absolutely, the flatline speed, and he's bigger than everybody. Runs yeah. everybody over. But the Titans six and three, six yeah. and three. Yeah. We were hashtag AFC South. Hey, but the NFC South. That's that's where you want to be. Speaking of the AFC South, how about the Indianapolis football Colts calling Jeff Saturday off a get-up and getting the dub over the Las Vegas Faders? Can
3: we talk about the, his press conference? Because his press conference is what I – is exactly, exactly what I would have – the same
0: thing I would have said to people. Well, yeah. I'm supposed to take the job. How do I say no?
3: Yeah, like, I mean, and And also, also – like, put all his stats out there, all the championship teams he's been on. How he knows how to lead, men. Like that was the perfect shut the hell up to every analyst and every person who sits behind a desk Truly, who wanted was. to who wanted to talk to him about that. Because it the dude hadn't like I get it, I get it. But like if he had lost by forty the next like the first game, yes, you can do that. But I loved, I loved. I love Jeff Saturday's energy. I've always loved that he just comes out and says stuff, and I dig it. I hope he, I hope he wins a bunch of, a bunch more games, this year <laughs> and then he, and that he gets a contract. Well, the the thing
0: does. is, if he does, then what's going to happen is everybody's going to start hiring the NFL analyst the legacy as coach. guys. Who, well, he's a legacy no. guy there too. Who is your NFL analyst that you would like to coach your team?
3: Well, he's is it already- Ryan Clark? He's already I mean turned. Tony Romo. RC
0: Romo. Tony Romo. So I smart, like Romo. Dude. he's
3: already he's already done it. What about Bart Prime? Scott?
0: Prime. Oh yeah. yeah. What about Scott Bart Scott? Definitely not
3: Joe Buck.
1: That's Joe Buck. Definitely not him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a player, but you know what I mean.
0: All right. So uh Joe Buck <laughs> going into overtime. Oh uh, yeah, next week we got some games. We got Tennessee at Green Bay. The Titans are. They're going. gonna roll them. I don't know, man. Dumb dude, holding. Green Bay. They figured it out last night. Aaron Rodgers did it. He, uh, he
1: he did a good job, man. I was I was happy for Aaron, but the defense inconsistent as hell. The offense inconsistent as hell. Uh, Christian Watson's becoming a staple for them right now. Who?
0: Christian <laughs> Watson. Christian Watson. You know He's who's Christian better Watson. than Christian Watson? That
3: boy, dude. <laughs>
0: That boy can sing. You're a goober, man. C-P. Dude, he's
3: running the ball like four times. Yo, I just, for Atlanta. I just That's looked all he's doing. I just looked it up and confirmed yeah. that his cool. stats were better than Sweet. Devin's. You just confirmed that he played longer than Devin Hester and more for more teams. That's all you confirmed. No,
0: Devin played longer than him. Over time, yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker gets off the schneid. Dusty, first, good for Dusty, man. His first World Series championship. Well deserved. I don't care what they cool. cheated or how they did it. Go Dusty, man. That toothpick yeah. and that man. I remember him. That <laughs> toothpick. The toothpick. The, the, I remember him as a uh, coach for the. Uh, you you always wanted to get him with the Cubs, and and uh, I'm really happy for Dusty oh, yeah. Baker. As a baseball player, uh, that's just really awesome when that happens. All right, so on today's episode, uh, if you go to our Instagram, at Woody underscore Big Head, do we're giving away two Preds tickets to oh. your game of choice. Yes. Go on there, follow it, do all the things that it says to do in the post, and you could take you and yours, or you and your, to uh, a Preds game of your choice. Uh, fishing for sponsorships. Oh, <laughs> um what you got what you got today <laughs> We uh we've got uh uh My woman loves her uh, loves me so much it kills her When I drink my Daddy loves Pilsner Hey oh. boom Hey <laughs> I love it so much I could trade and barter when I've got my brand new starter Oh, oh man track-
3: Looking like, like a track star. Looking like a track star. What about, uh, what about, uh, we love when you fill it up, just like that Toby Keith song. We right. love to drink beer in our red solo cups.
0: Yes. Yeah. We are fishing for sponsorships. Hell yeah. All right. We got eight weeks left in the NFL season. Yep, and uh, that gives us at least eight more shows. We appreciate. Can the it. name of this
3: episode be hashtag Cordell Patterson for MVP? It might be. Hey
0: now, hey be. now, <laughs> it
1: might be Cordell okay. Patterson. By the here's way, here's where it comes from. It's better from. than
0: Devin. We Hester. know where it I'm, comes I'm
1: from. A t- I'm, a t- I'm a Tennessee fan my whole life. I went to Florida State, yes, so I'm know. I, my alma mater is Florida State. We know where it comes Tennessee from. Tennessee fan my whole life. CP was one of the best Tennessee players of my lifetime. In one season, he had one season. It was a remarkable season. I thought, how how does how did anybody not let this guy play for their SEC football team?
3: So it's and easy, I got he your came
1: answer. in, he came in the league, and he and he and everyone just looked at him as a kick returner, kick returner, kick returner, and he never got to play offense. Now with the Falcons, nine years later, he's getting the chance. He just killed some guy at the goal line on the on the. Carolina Panthers and got the touchdown. Absolutely smoked the guy dead. Yeah. He's 6'3, 240. He's about the same size. Devin
3: Hester never did that. About,
1: about the same size as Derrick Henry. Literally, very close. Yeah. And he smokes dudes. And and I was looking it up as we were talking. And so I'm a little am a little bit wrong here because yeah. the majority of Devin Hester's. I think of I think of returners. No, what no, hey. I think of returners as returners. Okay. Majority of Hester's stats punt returning. Majority of CP's kick returning. So different things, different skill sets, uh, the way you do it. But... CP does have better <laughs>
3: kick returning stats.
0: If you wonder but how
1: Esther the, was the, the punt fact God. that you're
3: still talking about this is. Esther was the punt. God. He's dying on. So the still. So let, me punt just, God. let me just oh. talk to the camera real quick uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the camera to y'all. I do not hate Cordero Patterson. I just like messing with him. So Cordero Patterson's doing his thing. You're just not Devin. I'm sorry.
0: If you're so wondering how sure, Ryan showed sure. up with this perspective today, uh, we're going to send you out with this song. <laughs> and so it'll. it'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a good segue. Absolutely.
3: What a good segue. Great segue. <laughs> yeah. Also, hey, Tennessee fans, keep calling Georgia players. See what happens. Yeah, it's not the best idea. I'm a little on the wild side.
2: You might say I'm that guy. Waking up in the morning and you feeling like the bottom of the last night. But you know I hold my head high. It ain't nothing but a shore ride With a burnt mixtape Crankin' Hank When we pull up at the shoreline I'll probably show up drunk With my shirt to show up drunk Catch me looking on the bright side I try to be a nice guy But I flip a little switch and I'll be sitting at the bar sipping my ties Spitting all the right lines Get her smitten with them white lies She'll be I tell her just text me cause I'm taking my time. And I'll probably show up strong with my shirt undone. Drink.
0: <laughs> Biggest Cordero, Cordero Patterson Bro, uh, fan in the entire. I am. I really, I am. don't stand I will, beside everything that he said. I think that. Uh, even the human joystick, uh, Dante Hall, was better than him. But yep. anyway, uh, definitely wasn't not better 240 than 240 pounds. Husband. All right, here we go. So that <laughs> is Ryan Nelson at It's Ryan Actually. Nelson on Instagram. My name is Anthony Billups. Uh, for these intents and purposes, I am the big head that it's at Anthony Billups. You, you, he you. is Troy Woods at I am Troy Woods. We are Woody and the big head at Woody underscore big head. That is the end of episode number nine. Y'all drive safe. Thank you so much. Uh, he gone. We out. <laughs>